Blog Talk Radio. Talk to the People radio program. Talk to me, people, this morning. And if it's a good morning wherever you are, hope you had a good night's sleep on this day of August 20th, 2016. What's on your mind lately? And you can Tell me, definitely calling in at the number of 773-897-6235. Once more, you can call in this morning at 773-897-6235. And if you're not able to do so, or if you happen to miss this broadcast, you can send an email with questions or information that you like to share, sending that email to JTalks to the people at yahoo.com. All together, JTalks to the people at yahoo.com. This is a platform where you can discuss important issues, topics, conundrums, dilemmas, things that you've been told or that you heard in the news or in the hype or word on the street. This might be a platform where you can finally get some clarity on those things that seem to be a stress or something that's a confusion, whether in politics or in the economical area, as well as social the social area. I also want to get some things off my mind that I've been thinking about. And these things have to do with particularly to what I see and observe in society today concerning people relations and how people interact with you from day to day, person that you maybe interact with one week may seem to be a different person the following week or whenever on the time that you next meet them or greet them. This seems to be what I call like a a flakiness, you know, a turntable or a turncoat. Me and my Acquaintances have discussed this kind of behavior or trend going on. So those are a few things in the social condition or social status that I want to get into a little bit later on today. First of all, I do want to give thanks to those that I know of that appears to have taken an interest and following or listening to the program. 
as I said before, they are well aware of who they are. So I do thank you for taking the time out. So in the world of current events, there's been with this Louisiana flooding, a disaster that's what I see has been national news pretty much throughout all the week. Going to get into that in just a little bit. Now, if you have missed any of the last few episodes, which were, I wouldn't say intense. Some people may say that. But they are been some controversial, very touchy, I guess, Some people use that word, touchy subjects, in the last few episodes. And just by going to www.blogtalkradio.com slash people, you'll see there the archived episodes. And if you have access or you like to visit iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Podcastpedia, You'll definitely find archives of prior, previous episodes and a lot of content and material that you'll see there in the J Talks to the People program series. Definitely in this I would say very tragic, very big event that happened or incident in Louisiana. Uh, Just watching the news, I see all the crazy and explosive kind of action that these people have went through victims, people that have been surrounded by masses and masses of water, digging people out of the water, people coming to the rescue of other people that are trapped, maybe in a vehicle or lodged, waterlogged. And to all of you who've seen this or have checked out the news, come to your mind that this could be you. This could be you and your family in this situation, soaked, house flooded in and out, house maybe nearly gone, and that Your bed is among many of those that have to take up shelter in, I see it was in the movie studio or a film, TV studio on set there. But in your bedroom that you knew that had the blankets, that had your mirror, that had your all personal belongings, 
Can you think right now that you will be without those things? All those things taken away? You may have your routine. You may take your routine for granted. You get up in the morning. You sleep in. Come down the stairs in your house of soft carpet, kitchen. You have your favorite things that you like to get together, eat in the morning. And then this tragedy happens with the unrelentless, violent peril of water crashing down into your life of comfort. So let's hear from a clip here on the basics and details of this event of the Louisiana flood. Stay tuned. Fugate. He, of course, is the administrator of the Federal Emergency Management Agency, known to most as FEMA. Uh, Craig, as I understand it, you were in Louisiana yesterday to, to look at the devastation firsthand. What did you see? What are people on the ground telling you? Well, when I met with Governor Edwards and his team, uh, obviously the, the big concern was they're still dealing with rescues. As you point out, water is still rising in other parishes. But um, I think over the weekend, people did not understand how big and how bad this disaster was going to be. Uh, President Obama did. He declared this disaster on Sunday. We've added the parishes. And as of this morning, we had over 66,000 people registering for FEMA assistance. To put that in context, last year in South Carolina floods, we had about 28,000 people that received assistance from FEMA. So uh, we know this is a very large disaster, and uh, we're responding in support of the governor's team. You, you, you mentioned the assistance there. What kind of services, what kind of assistance uh, can folks who are watching or listening who've been affected by this thing, what kind of help can they get? Well, two things. People had flood insurance, fire claims, and work with your adjusters. If you didn't have flood insurance, which is unfortunately, it seems to be a lot of the folks that didn't live in the, in the high-risk areas did get flooded. Uh, register with FEMA. Uh, call 1-800-621-FEMA or go to disasterassistance.gov and register. Uh, assistance is everything from small business administration, low-interest disaster loans, through individual grants. Uh, but our big focus right now is we got a lot of people in shelters and looking at what kind of housing assistance, uh, renter's assistance, and other things we can do to help people uh, move from the shelters to a longer-term housing. You mentioned flood insurance. I, I want to talk about that because, again, this is according to FEMA. 42%, just 42% of homeowners who live in these high-risk flood areas in the state of Louisiana, 42% of them have flood insurance. In low-risk areas, it's about 12%. Why is flood insurance not mandatory in those parts of Louisiana, especially in those high-risk areas? Well, it's tied to their uh, federally-backed mortgage. If they have a mortgage, uh, there's a requirement to have flood insurance. But other than that, it's, it's just like everybody else. You're responsible for your insurance, and generally you're required because of your mortgage. But if you don't live in those uh, high-risk areas or you don't have a federally-backed mortgage, uh, you may not have that requirement. 
Um, but this will mean that for most folks, the FEMA assistance is limited. We're not going to be able to make people whole. Uh, the ones that will do the best will obviously ones that had the flood insurance. Craig Fugate runs FEMA, updating us on the scene there in Louisiana. Craig, thank you. Hey there, I'm Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Thanks for watching MSNBC on YouTube. If you want to keep up to date with the videos we're putting out, you can click subscribe just below me or click over on this list to see lots of other great videos. NBC News reports Southern Louisiana flooding. Now we started off, or the news restored, started off reporting 20,000 and now 30,000 rescued from that flooding. And all the people in that devastation, as I said earlier about how other victims that were saving other victims in the flood, people being saved from cars sinking in the flood waters, and, of course, at this time, they can only resort to a shelter that has been set up in the at the film or TV studio, and I believe it was 40,000 properties affected, and some with no flood insurance, billions of dollars of damage. I believe this is a spokes, spokesperson that made a commentary or deposition of what happened. Let me just tell you that uh, we are every hour assessing every point that we're in and making sure that the services that we need to dispatch to certain areas are dispatched. Uh, we also urge caution on behalf of those residents who may be driving around areas. This is not a sightseeing tour. Uh, this is a very real and active situation whereby we're still trying to make sure that everybody's safe. Uh, we're trying to see whether or not there are any other rescues we need to make. And at the same time, we are making sure that also those people who have chosen to come to shelters are taken care of as well. And we are making sure that all of those shelters are working the way we set them out and set them up for working. And so all of those things are being looked at right now. Again, there's no time for us to relax and, and put our guards down. Uh, we are seeing uh, situations today that we didn't see yesterday in terms of the water rising. So not only behalf, on behalf of the city of Baton Rouge and the parish of East Baton Rouge, we also send a unified plea out for other parishes also that's facing a similar catastrophe and telling people, even in those areas, uh, make sure you follow the same things we're doing here in Baton Rouge. And also make sure you also check with the local law enforcement people, the Paris presidents, and the mayors of those various entities to let them know you're available to do certain things or you're willing to help them out. Because right now, when you look at what we're seeing on TV, a lot of those areas are suffering much more than Baton Rouge and East Baton Rouge Parish. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on that button down here and click on any of the videos over here to watch the latest interviews, show highlights, and digital exclusives. Thanks for watching. So once again, that's the news clipping highlight. These are the news reports concerning the Louisiana flood incident. And some more incidents in the news, national news, that, again, prompts me to think about where I go 
and what I do at the time or when I'm doing it. And I always keep in mind to expect the unexpected. How many of you out there that would plan a family vacation or a family trip and in those family plans you plan to go to the amusement park or a water resort or a theme park, whatever, and you have your kids or you have your relatives that make a plan to go on a roller coaster or any kind of ride there at the amusement park. And just as usual, like any other time at that family outing, you're looking to have a good time, right? Nowhere in your mind are you thinking that by the end of the day, you're going to be in the emergency room, in an ambulance, that's scurrying to the emergency room or the worst part of all is by the end of that what was thought to be a fun-filled day, you'd be at the morgue. So I'm sitting back watching the news and I see these stories about how there was a fault or a malfunction in a amusement park ride where child was killed. I believe it was on a water slide. And another child suffered injuries, I believe, on a Ferris wheel. I don't know. Do you normally think about these things that would happen? Do you normally, how much trust do you put into these amusement park rides that you get on or that you spend money to, for your excitement, for, you know, to have fun? It has been a while, but I was, you know, on a roller coaster and as I step on the roller coaster and it's taking that slow time up the incline and it feels kind of shaky, things feel, you know, it feels like things are kind of loose. I hear kind of loose parts as we're going up. And it can almost feel like we're about to slide or slip right off the railing. Maybe tell you a reason why I don't really do roller coasters much. Feels like my heart skips millions of beats. This is Jay Talks to the People Radio. Been covering a very tragic or very immense, devastating event so far. Call in number 773-897-6235. I know it is the top of the morning. 
some of you out there may be early birds. I did come from a early bird kind of household. And, of course, there's been more, you know, battle with killings of uh, this person by the name of Roheen Deeds. Killed a police officer in Georgia. And I checked out this website, and it's, I guess, cleverly, I could say it's called the Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, that's it. Blue Lives Matter, B-L-U-E. And a Roheem Deshaun Deeds was the individual that slain the officer, Tim Smith. And Tim Smith is survived by three children, Landon, Lander, Madison, and a fiancé. Last few things I want to get to, just kind of flew by, is again, one on my mind, I have had quite a few experiences dealing with individuals and people. And of course, we all, you know, come to the point where we associate with particular people that mean us good and other people that don't really have anything to do with any kind of importance or value to our lives. So you always want to have that kind of discernment. You know, there have been such a time when I was on a job and, you know, there are those coworkers or individuals on the job that will be to your liking or you may find a certain affinity with them. So you start talking, socializing, verbally socializing, interacting with them probably on a daily basis, tell you regularly. You know, and then you have individuals that this one woman that she You know, normally never spoke to me. Never really spoke. But then just comes by randomly and says, you're quiet or, you know, you're not talking. I'm not talking Because where did the conversation begin with you? And primarily, you know, I'm speaking with some other colleagues, and this same woman jumps in and says, or asks, well, how did you get him to talk? And the ladies I was having a conversation with, you know, they just sat there and just had a, I guess, blank face, clueless face. 
it takes two to have a conversation, so one asks a question or makes a statement, and the other starts speaking. I mean, how is it that you come out of the woodwork with all this, but I've seen you countless times walk past me and not say anything? So you're looking for a person to talk, well, start a conversation with them. That's why I asked her, well, what do you want to talk about since you're so interested? And then it's very interesting how I sit back and I see people or persons that used to speak or used to greet you And then all of a sudden, maybe just walk past you or come into the office without saying anything. And you know in your mind, you're saying, well, this is a person that, you know, we used to interact, but somehow this person doesn't really reciprocate the same behavior or respect. And you can sit there, you know, at a desk and that person sitting there at a desk and all these people that are around us, you see the person that used to speak to you speaking to everybody else. It's just, you know, it's kind of flaky. You know, it's kind of fickle. It's kind of erratic. You know, is it very important and very valuable to speak to a person once or how many times and then that value dissipates, it's gone, it's no longer there, now you don't speak to the person? What has changed in that time of knowing each other? And then I noticed, you know, in one of my experiences of when uh, these two coworkers or people that, you know, I noticed that the one coworker was calling the other or addressing the other coworker by not by not by her name. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm just it's like this other person is letting this other person call her by the wrong or not by her name. Is he just letting that, just being passive with that? I'm not understanding. There's so many different things I can get into. But I will hold that for a Next program, next broadcast, this is Jay Talks to the People. I do. Thank you for taking the time out and sharing your ear.